Yes, and welcome back to The Drop, Stab's weekly podcast where instead of being Instagram where people are just fighting over uh, global current events and the effects of modern medicine, we just talk about surf news. I am your pilot, Big Dick Power Surfer, and my normal co-pilot, Mikey Ciramella, is out. He took some personal time to go compete in the Slow Cal Open at Morro Bay. That is a qualifying Series 1000 event there in Morro Bay. Um, if you're in the area, head down, go check him out, root for him, ask him what fin system he's running, it'll be a good time. Anyway, tried to get Ben Mondi for this episode, couldn't, found the next best thing, which we'll get to shortly, but the next best thing to Ben Mondi and I will be talking about Russell Bjarke's stab edit of the year entry, the electric acid surfboard test with Sean Manners, episode two, Red Bull No Contest in Tahiti. We'll be talking about the Vans Pipeline Masters, and then we'll also be talking about floaters. Um, it turns out we have a lot to say about all these matters, so let's get to it. Paul Evans, what is your favorite European beer? And don't, before you go, don't come at me with some weird English thing. You guys kicked yourself out of Europe, so you can't, that's out of the cards. Yeah, I mean, geographically still in Europe, politically. Um, so I can't have neck oil. No, I'm not allowed that. That's an English beer. Neck oil? Yeah. Neck oil. Sounds I'm like you're at a barbershop. Um, but if I can't have that, if it's just thinking um, mainland, mainland Europe, probably going to have to go Augustina. Keep it keep it Munich. Keep it Deutschland. Okay, what if you had to go more, I mean, um, okay, look. Augustina, okay. I, I don't know if I've encountered one of those. What do they look like? Um, it's your, it's your classic German in a obviously in a brown bottle because the the brown bottle means means the beer doesn't sort of perish with with UV. Um, mm. It's a sort of a like a large stubby. I think it's a I think it's a five hundred mil. The label's a little bit sort of turquoise. Ooh. It's only been around since about the twelfth century, mate. You might not have you might not. Have, it's it's only one of the world's best beers. Been around for a thousand. Well, years. where do you find them there? Where do you find them? In uh, any any good bottle shop. They become a bit trendy. I might move on from it because other people are sort of getting into the scene now. But yeah, uh, any, any, shit. any good bottle shop you can you can pick up an Augustine. At some place got it on draft, but it's not it's not dissimilar to your your Erdingers or those kind of beers. It's on hmm. it's on those levels. What about what about you? What are you into? Sagres or Superbock? Well, interestingly, I had a conversation earlier with somebody who was um, really coming at me for my taste in the Erdingers. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and ginger yeah. yeah yeah ginger yeah and no i mean i i like them i like them a lot I li- we talked about it paul weiss beer cops and shit but it's uh yeah it's good i'm into it but anyway i did so i told you i was gonna have one earlier and then you made fun of me and then I went to go buy the one that I was going to have. Yeah. And I was like, you know how they have the little price per liter in the supermarket? I was like, I'm going to just see how much more it is. And it was simple math that I should have had in my head. Uh, it's 5x more than a Sagresh. It's it's that bad. And I was like, yeah, fuck. Paul's right for making fun of me. Yeah. What about the Czech? You Czech Pilsners? You into, into your Pilsners or not so much? I know it's, the, it's quite, uh, I guess just the american in me but when i when i went to prague uh you know i found the original budweiser and those were fucking delicious and then what you have those kozels kozel you know those guys they're pretty weird yeah 
I'm not in love with those. And then the Belgium ones, like, maybe let's shift away from the north because that's not as fun. What about, like, the, the, the places, out of the places in Europe where you can go and get a wave, what do you think has the best beer? Where they have breweries near the ocean. Is that what we're talking about? Or just, like, if you're in, I'm pretty much saying choose one from either France, Spain, or Portugal. You got you to gotta go Um. On. Well, there used to be a... <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a brewery at Bourdain, which is I I'm calling the, the sort of world's closest brewed beer to an actual surf spot. So there used to be one in the parking lot there. Okay. But I remember that actually. The heads. I, it died. Yeah, it didn't, it? I think the brewery is still going, but yeah, that that, that that was pretty good. Otherwise, beer near the ocean. I'm gonna I'll probably go with one of the in Holland, maybe there must is do they get surf? Yeah. I've surfed there. Maybe Heineken, mate. Oh, fuck off. You're going to go to Heineken. It's a green can. It's available all around the world. You're not trying to be something you're not. If you go for a Heine, you know where you are. Mm. Stay safe. Mm. All right. Stay safe. All right. I think I'd actually go Australia Galicia. I like those. I know that you've uh, commentated about 35 events presented by them, so I'd love to hear your take. Yeah. But... Um, this might be a little bit of a long anecdote, but the other night um, I went to sort of a Thanksgiving, um, and the family is a, is, a, is a guy from Los Cabos. They're from they're from Mexico, but his his um, family's from Galicia, and he's like, yeah, my family came from Coruña, and my his granddad's brother started a brewery, and oh, I'm not, it's not. Um, guess what? It's Australia Galicia. So yeah, that's um, yeah, guy I was hanging with the other day. It's the sort of it's the heir to the wow to the empire. Kind of, yeah. Like Alicia Throne, wow. 1906, wasn't it? That, that's their special beer, the darker one, isn't it? They got they got an F1 team. They sponsor the QS in, <laughs> in Europe. Like, what else do you need? <laughs> the marketing might be a little bit confused there, huh? <laughs> Let's get... A little bit. But shout, shout out to Jaime from Australia Galicia. Um, yeah, great beer. Give us a call. We'll work together. Paul, let's get in the news. Russell Bierke's stab edit of the year entry snapped Noah Dean and conjured demonic screams at the opening prem in Milton. Wow. You a big Milton guy, Paul? Massive. Yeah, really big. I'm a big Russell Bierke guy. I like this. It was really good. You knew the waves were going to be mental. That's not really a surprise. But I, I was really surprised at the music in a, in, a, in a pleasant way. I thought the music was fucking excellent. I love, I like. You must have loved Birdman. I love Birdman. I like, I like jazz drum solos. I like Take Five by Dave Brubeck and the drum solo, even though it, it does get dissed a bit. And I just thought the way that it fit with the music, there's one bit at the beginning and the drum kind of stops and he goes over the ledge mm. and then it's, and he airdrops and then, and then it, and then the drums kick in again. That was, that was mental. I, Russ looks quite jazzy. Um, like just on land, um, I could I could imagine him in a turtleneck and you know with the skullet. Ooh, I think that like, would be a good look. He looks he looks quite seventies jazzy, doesn't he? Um, maybe with a brown jacket over the top. But I thought the music was sick. The movie was mental. And yeah, obviously, if you if you were lucky enough to see that on the big screen, I can see why quite a few people had a little bit of pee pee uh, seeping out the end of their key. key <laughs> that it looked. It looked mental. I mean, I would just watch it on my iPad, my semi-stolen iPad Pro, but imagine that. Yeah, it's, screen, it's, mate. we me. went through this. It's not all the way stolen, but um, I have a 
really distinct memory of being like 13 and walking into my local surf shop um and i tried to buy a surf movie like whatever i think it may have been a taylor steel one i don't remember the movie but i just remember the guy pretty much yelling at me <laughs> and to be fair he was named crazy michael um and i'm like i see it on the shelf but it's behind the thing and i asked crazy michael like hey i want to buy that like can i can i have it i have my little probably you know no card or anything so dishwasher money that i've saved up to get this thing and he just starts yelling at me he's going why do you want to watch people have fun why don't you just go have fun yourself like what what are you doing like why are you this is a man who was employed to sell the thing to make this transaction easier um and he was yelling at a child instead again crazy michael but um i got the film eventually you know it was a kevin welsh film it was mm-hmm. Uh, only was, it N- was it NRG? Was it called NRG? Yeah, he did the NRG thing for a while. Yeah, it was one of his. It was one of his. So, obscure reference, but I would just like to show Crazy Michael that because I'm not sure if he's having. He's it's probably fun for him, but fuck you, Crazy Michael. If you're unless you're dead, because then I'm sorry. But um, I'd like to show Crazy Michael that because that is something Russell Bjork is at it is something that I think would just break Crazy Michael's brain. You say, no, I'm paying to get this thing that's unlike anything else. I've seen you got Paul Evans' favorite song, Birdman, the soundtrack on vinyl playing. And he's just, the toe surfing in here, and no, Dean calls it out in the story that we wrote in here, but the toe surfing in here is fucked up. It's just, I hate to say it, but it does look like an avalanche behind him. I wish I could find. I mean, you're you've commentated events. I was my next my next comment I was going to say if there was one asterisk, not enough Nazare in this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just that's the only place where he really needs to step up and there, Russ, mate. Um, get some of them, get some of them big horizontal burgers. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, I, the movie's sick. Um, yeah, he's um he's on another level, isn't he? Mm. Really. He is, he is. And he did, like, O'Neill was a driving force behind this. They, I think they essentially paid for it. They partnered with us to make this a stab at the year entry. And when we're doing the Ramble On series with Katie Simmers, and she went to Australia for the first time, she met up with Russ. They got some fun waves, like nothing compared to this, but still a slab that would scare most people. And then they also had a surf where Russ landed in air reverse. Um... And it was just so jarring. And I was really hoping that I would come back out this this edit because there is that section where he's in waves that are like still would scare 95% of the surfing, 95% of people who surf multiple times a month, I think. But it's fun for him, it looks like. And I was really hoping we'd see air rust come out. We don't see air rust come out. Um, but we do see Russ get on a plane and go to Ireland, and holy shit, some crazy things happened up there. Yeah, it was wild, wasn't it? That was that was wild. I love how it's just become such a destination where it's just, it's so rogue, but now everybody goes to Ireland and just gets these waves, and it's like, I think it's one of those places now where like the more context that you have, like everybody kind of knows what it's like, or what it takes to get a wave of pipeline. They know what that means, the significance of it, all that. Ireland, I think, is getting so worked in these edits that, like, you're almost getting more context of the waves. Like, if you saw Eileen's for the first time, you'd be like, what the fuck is that? And now we see it enough to be like, oh, yeah, but this guy's part was better. Russ, I think, may have had some of the most fucked up surfing I've seen out there. Yeah, the, the water footage from the cliffs is was sick. Um, 
and yeah, the Malagmore stuff was was mental. Almost looks sometimes from land you can see how sort of below sea level the bottom of the wave is. It's mm. yeah, it's 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 fucked up. Yeah, he has one in there. He's so deep, and it just it looks impossible. And it almost looks like a as approachable if I. I'm not gonna say approachable as uh, I don't know doable as I've seen that wave look and yeah you really get to see how square that thing is but yeah the toe stuff I think stuck out to me the most like I know that you would rather see Lucas and Kai do their uh, 360 chop ups at Naz I know that's just your passion in life that and floaters but for me that was just some of the most incredible surf footage I've seen and I did, I, I was fucked with you. I liked the drum solo. I thought it was cool. I thought they chose their music really well. Music was sick. She's um she's pretty incredible. I actually looked into her a little bit. I, I watched it to the end, checked the credits. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, she's she's awesome. And uh, I thought the music was 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 rad. Mm. Well done to everyone involved. Music quite often ruins surf clips. I thought that one was sick. that one was good. It uh, made a bunch of people scream. Snap Noah Dean. Go read this thing. You get some insight from him there. He was especially blown away by the toast stuff, but uh, I don't know. It might be a favorite for the stab out of the year. Just a little late entry. Where is Milton? Do we know? Milton. It's in Australia. I feel like Australian surf community has a lot of sort of premieres of movies. I almost feel like they're maybe they're over, they're over premiered. Ah, well, Crazy Michael would be so pissed at this era because there's just so much good surf film coming out right now. Yeah. I'm just. I still want to get that off my chest. Well, crazy Michael. There's good watching surf edits is fun. I can see why you're still angry with him, but on the other hand, props to Crazy Michael for for turning his life around and becoming Crazy Michael Ciaramella, moving to Costa Rica, and just really focusing on kind of premium core surf content. So it's good that you guys have patched things up, <laughs> isn't it? And now looking, he's not, he's dropped he's dropped the crazy part, and now he's just doing surfboard sort of mild-mannered surfboard tests. Speaking of surfboard tests, we've got the electric acid surfboard test starring Sean Manners, episode two. How would you describe his manners? You said Mikey's were mild. How would you describe his? He, he, has, he actually describes them himself in his... Bad Instagram. manners has, has uh, rocketed. Name. Rocketed, in my estimations. Um, I love... I, I'm gonna go as far as to say I think the electric acid this one it might be my favorite stab thing ever so far I'm only two episodes in how would I how I would describe <laughs> wow his well not his manners but his sort of reaction to it seems every surfboard is it reminds me of someone's it reminds me of someone who's locked <laughs> in a loveless marriage and he's having sort of perfunctory transactional sex um, which he, he doesn't mind having just so long as he's allowed to make sort of cutting, <laughs> withering appraisals of his partner's performance afterwards. And for him, it's almost worth having the transactional, perfunctory sex, joyless, as long as he's allowed to kind of diss, diss his, his sort of opponent, I mean, his partner's performance. Um, I, I, I love him. I love the fact that he doesn't like any of the boards <laughs> so far in fact when he I mean he's a, obviously he's an amazing surfer when I see him try a board and do it's like a pretty sick first turn I'm like oh no I think oh, fuck he's not going to like it is he but don't worry lo and behold <laughs> <laughs> he just comes in and yeah shit ass um, I, I love this I love this series I love the bit with the 
shapers, the, the little sound bites they do. And they're all, they're all pretty different. They're from like all over the world with different accents. And they say, you know, the way they came up with the boards and one guy pulled something out of a, a, a bin, didn't he, recycled it. And then you got MR, it's just, you know, a god. And just kind of, there's all these, all these cool people from literally these crafts people from around the world. They talk about the love that went in and then he just goes, shit ass. <laughs> he just fucking <laughs> hates every board. I, I did a... <laughs> I did a sailing course, the open, the, the day skipper, sorry, and um, on, a, on a cat, on a catamaran. And a lot of people do that course, want to buy cats. So part of the reason they do that is they want to ask the captain, the guy that runs it, about boats. So he gives out free advice on boats. And everyone has these boats that they think of getting and a few options. And every boat that he suggested to him, it was a week-long course we were on the boat. Everybody's just like, nah, that's shit. <laughs> and um, it really reminded me of, of, of Sean bad manners because um he doesn't seem to like any of the surfboards but but i love that i thought it was i thought it was really really cool um i, I, I haven't seen i've just seen episode one and two when's three out we're going every two weeks so this is the second okay well i thought it was a while i, I was actually starting to think how long are they dragging this out for because it's been a while between one and two um i also just i really like hayden shakes i mentioned the little bit the little sound bites between um <laughs> Hayden Shapes, it says that having a win on, on electric acid would be cool in his library of achievements. Mm. And um, that's a good word. I just, I just that's got a good term. I just got to think of yeah, I got to think about 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 Hayden's library of achievements and and what would be in it. Um, Have you not seen it in Montevale? Would it be like one of those libraries you see on Instagram, like that are probably in like Budapest, which is like a seven-story atrium with like twelve million books in. Like one of those really cool looking ones, you know. I don't, maybe it's not Budapest, whatever that really, really good one is. And what what would you say if if that were his luck? What would it be the top the top achievement in Hayden's library of achievements? <laughs> I'd say. Is it is it a nine belly? I would say that'd be <laughs> that isn't that is an accomplishment he shares with many people. I think. Um, annoying bell Stephen bell in some way <laughs> but um i don't know yeah i think the hipto is the best selling surfboard i'm gonna just try to remember this 2017 that's in the library it's it'd be a good library paul that's good enough yeah it's oh, mate very well stocked um silence maintained at all times yeah yeah as it should be it's a place of respect. Back on Bad Manners, um, yeah, he's, he's so far, I mean, maybe they just got the ones he doesn't like first. They got kicked out, but I'm, I'm liking it. New Zealand looks looks beautiful, apart from the sheep. You have a sheep thing. I've got a, yeah, I hate sheep and what they do. They just ruin um, ecosystems, none more so than, than New Zealand. It's, it's, been, it's been completely destroyed by introduction of, of sheep. Well, it's sheep wrecked, mate. It's completely just grazed down to sort of two mil of... Oh, they eat too much grass. Well, they eat everything, even little, tr- little young trees that grow up. They 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 grub them out. A, a little sapling, a small tree. That's why it's bald. That's so nice. And the biodiversity through the floor. Yeah, they they ruined the island of, of Britain completely as well. Um, completely overgrazed. It's one of the most deforested. Is that is that why you guys just fried? Yeah, but the, potatoes this, up there and say exactly. It's good. But the surf in New Zealand. Look, because it looks quite a lot like parts of Britain, and it's what England should look like if it wasn't shit. It would, it would kind of look like that. So I, I love it. It looks awesome. I'd love to go there one day. Um, I've only ever heard good reports about New Zealand, and I've only ever heard 
Bad reports about boards by Sean Badman, as I love him. Love that guy. What did you think? In terms of, uh, this one came from Stab in the Dark, but Jordy has a quote where I forget exact, his exact word for deck grip, maybe just grip, traction pad, whatever it is, but he just referred to a board as a waste of that. Um, <laughs> as if somebody on Red Bull, just at the peak of his career, should be concerned with that, but he still was. And you could tell in his eyes, he, was, he wasn't, he was upset that, that, that object went to waste on the other object. Um, um, yeah, what did Sean said it's about the CI. He's like, it's not like there's any love poured into that board. But it, no, he just said it felt like a surfboard, I guess, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> which I thought was the rudest. Um, I liked, I'd rather write something else, as I said about one. And then there's one, there was one that he kind of, he, he almost liked it. I think it might have been the dark arts. And then he's like, oh, I shouldn't be surprised because the waves were so shit, but it did surprise me that I, mm. that I had fun on it. So he was he was disappointed, mm. kind of when the board went okay, although not as, not as disappointed as me because I, yeah, I just I think it's great. I'd love to see the board review series where the only criteria is it's how much they don't like it, and the sort of scale goes the other way. Um, you just list everything that's wrong with it. I just that's right up my alley. It's right up my strasser. I really liked mm, it. Right up there with Leon Glatzer, huh? Um, so there's a... It's not used by Sean, but one of the shapers uses a term here where he says, bloody stone the crows. Are you familiar with this? Can you, ex can you explain what... I mean, I understand the emphasis of bloody, but what stone the crows means? Is this, is this something that Australia meant or did this come from you? No, yeah, it's a, the one they say it in, in Britain. Stone the crows... Do you know, I don't even know what that means. It's just, it's just, I think it's just a... Am I going to look it up now live or is that... Yeah, have a look. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's a generalised expression of surprise or amazement, just for emphasis. That's kind of what I thought it was. Yeah, it's just like... You're going to throw a rock at a crow and that's going to surprise people? What the fuck? Well, it's like stone me dead is another... It would be like stone me. It just means like... Okay. Originally Australian English of the 1910s. All right, here we go. Uh huh. Referring to the referring to the former occupation of watching over cornfields and stoning crows that attempt to plunder the crop. So there you go. So it is an Australianism. So they were throwing rocks at crows, oh, yeah. and then that's how people talk about being uh, surprised now. Apparently, yeah. I like it. It's good. I don't I don't advocate cruelty to birds, obviously, but you know, perfectly well how I feel about that. And there's actually this bit, bit of a persecution of the of the crows and the jackdaws and stuff, um, mainly happening by sheep farmers, actually, in the UK. But that's another topic mm. altogether. Let's keep, it, let's keep it on brand. But yeah, they do get persecuted. They peck the eyeballs out of lambs in the lambing season. Wow, okay. Well, um, hey, hey, they went to um, the southern stretch of the southern island of New Zealand where there are allegedly more sheep than people. So apparently we just need more people. So everybody go crowded. Um, go yeah. there. We'll drop some pins. And that's Paul's solution to this. Um, but before you do that, go watch this thing. <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, when you look back to the first electric acid surfboard test, we did it with Dane. And he was also very candid in his reviews. He, When he thought something was stupid, he expressed that. Um, I think you could spend, you could slide around a piece of wood. People still do, and it feels fun if you want it to. Any board would feel fun. So I think when people that like really just want to mm. 
unlock some new level of surfing, try weird boards. It's fucking entertaining to me. So go get there on the site, get some of Noah Dean's feedback, go watch Sean Manners review boards from anybody from a four times world champion and Mark Richards to a shaper who's shaped for some recent world champions, such as John, John Florence and Philippe Toledo in uh old term as of dark arts. Justin, is it? I believe it's Justin, Justin Ternez. So go get there and uh, enjoy it with Paul and myself. This holiday season, instead of having open and honest conversations with your loved ones that will not only be the best chats you've had in years, but also supply you with all the information that you need to get them the best holiday gifts, get them what they really need. We're talking about the Fringe Bar. Fringe has created the world's first protein bar made specifically for surfers. That's you. They're designed to provide the ultimate nutrition to fuel your thing, and then you recover and you're back out there. They're fully plant-based, gluten-free, have 15 grams of protein, zero grams of added sugar, are made with real, all-natural ingredients, and come in three delicious flavors. And they've also got those adaptogenic mushrooms to keep your mind and your body balanced. So head on over to FringeFoodCo.com now and use the code STAB to get 15% 15% off your first order of Fringe Bars. They're available in 12 packs of chocolate almond butter, coconut cashew, mango hemp, or you get the variety pack with all three flavors. Again, code STAB, 15% off your first order at fringefoodco.com. Don't have the conversations with the people. Get them the Fringe Bars. That's what they really need. Bye. Red Bull No Contest drops anchor in Tahiti, gets treated to regions deadly slash non-deadly waves, and addresses tower controversy. Paul, what's the name of that left? Um, they hold a lot of comps there. The like, it's like a big barreling left, and it's like a. Well, yeah. Before we get into that, um, but I got a question for you. Have you ever wondered what it's like to surf next to the biggest mosque in Africa? <laughs> I've, I've not. Have you ever wondered? I, have you wondered that? Has that crossed your mind? Many, many times. Um, I love the Red Bull No Contest series. We've, we've, we've gone to San Francisco. We've gone to Morocco. Now we're in, we're in French Polynesia. Best one yet for me so far. Love this one. The wave you were asking about is called Tijupu. Um What is it? It's Tijupu, and it's one of many amazing ways in, in French Polynesia. Um, yeah, this one was great. Well, equal. For, I like San Francisco too. Um, this is a this is a really fun series. It's uh, it's like a, it's what an in-flight magazine show would be like if it, if they didn't suck. It's really well done. Um, you meet all the all the important characters. It's plenty of surfing, and there's quite a lot of food chat too. Do you think it's it's Peva Levy's fault? There's not the biggest mosque in French Polynesia there. That they can't serve. Are you blaming him? It sounds like you're kind of. I didn't know much about about him beforehand. Actually, that was um. I really enjoyed his chat. I loved the thing about him drinking the water from from his own waterfall each day. Um, he was really really cool. The this like you know it's a classic old cliche that the people make the place, but that's what sort of what this series it's all is all about really more than you know necessarily like what the ways are like. It's the sort of the characters that are around. It's cool. Quite a lot of stuff with Michelle. We haven't seen loads of Michelle Bures in like last few years. So it's cool to see quite a lot of him. And yeah, I I, I love Tati. I've, I've been there a couple of times, and it's just 
Yeah, it's one of those places where you can sort of pinch yourself. It doesn't doesn't quite look real. It's just stunning from every angle. Mm. Who paid for you to go there? Uh, different different people. None of them me. <laughs> um, go through them. Um, I think it was O'Neill did that thing, didn't they? They did two. They twice. They did a. They did two trip. The mission. It was called. So we were on that big, that uh-huh. huge boat. Um, that was that was pretty amazing. You were on the mission. Yeah, one and two. First one was just at, at Tahiti, and the second one was Tuamotus. And then I went with um, Nike six Actually, I got. Oh wow! Yeah, with Michelle was Michelle obviously, and the Euro boys. That was that was that was dreamy. That was really dreamy. Um, yeah, I went to Morea as well, which is which is gorgeous. Um, drove around on a moped on my own. Wow, for about a week. <laughs> that's that's great, man. Have you been there? I've not been. I don't know Nike yeah. six point I can hardly get a call from fucking yeah. DBS. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe crazy, crazy Michael will send you over. No, what was he called? Yeah, you had it, crazy Michael. Crazy Michael might send you over. There. I honestly think he may have passed. He may no, no longer be with us. Sorry, Crazy Michael and his family. Um, but yeah, Red Bull... He's surviving crazies. Red Bull, no contest. Um, really, really well done. Uh, looks like quite a lot of kind of work goes into, you know, those sort of things as well. Just when you're on when you're on this side, you sort of realise quite how much goes into making those things. It's sort, sort of quite a big effort and telling the right stories, doing all that sort of research. But, you know... Having said all that, fucking hell, Ashton's got a good gig, isn't he? He's having fun, isn't he? He's having a laugh. I think he's enjoying himself. He's doing great work, but he is enjoying himself too. Yeah, good on him. Um, I yeah, like I said, I really like the San Francisco one, but I I fucking hate Ocean Beach so much. I just hate that anything to do with it. I just can't. It makes my blood boil. Fuck, I don't know why. Really, just as a wave. Ah, oh, just oh, I just hate it when they talk about the currents. Why? Just the near the river thing? Don't I just don't want to hear about it. I just I just don't like it. It's a stupid name. Ocean it's, Beach. What who called it that? It's a stupid name and I just I just I just hate anything. It nearly ruined Barbarian Days, which is a brilliant book. Mm. Possibly only surfing's ever good book. And they I tell you what, they had a fucking good go at ruining that book with about I don't know how many chapters in the middle were about ocean fucking beach and the currents. I it took every ounce of sort of gumption to stick with it, and then I got through that, and I really enjoyed everything else in there. But yeah, that's that. that so that's the one that the one part. I, but other than that, I, I like the San Francisco one in spite of itself because um, I, I love San Francisco. You think they need a promenade there? You think that would help? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. would that make your ocean beach? I just don't want to. I just don't. I just don't want to know about it. I just I can't. Yeah, it actually makes me angry every time it's mentioned. <laughs> I those, see that. It did no. It did. Those photo, those pictures of it with, oh god, those pictures of the, the road running down all the sort of houses and there's some lines <laughs> and it all looks just dark and just, or, yeah, oh, it's just horrible. Even talking about it now, I just don't like it. Why do you have to? Yeah, why? Do you like Ocean Beach? Do you like San Francisco? I don't mind. I, I like it. I like it. You know, there's a current, like, depending on where the river, <laughs> the tide, it flows either way. Oh, God. Paul, you know that the streets are named in alphabetical order, so you'd be like, I pal out here, and then you could say, I drifted down to the other one. You know that? You know there's a zoo? There's a zoo? I love, I love, I love San Francisco. Like I said, I, it's a great, I think it's a great city. 
I just I just hate Ocean Beach. What did you think about what did you think about Tahiti? That did did this make you want to go eat some food, do a, do a fooding tour? It did. It did. It made me want to do. I've always wanted to do a tour of uh, the the left that you said before. Um, but yeah, yeah, the food looks great there. Can't say I'm a huge raw fish guy. Can't say I'm a huge fish guy in general. But uh, me neither. I fucking ate stuff. Yeah, I'd get down on some. Yeah, I'd get down on it. It looks it looks beautiful, and I think. Uh, it's funny because I think it's like uh, one of those things where like you see the scene there and you might be in like a plastic chair at a pretty unassuming place and think like, oh, this is a third world country. But Tahurai Henry says it like pretty clear, like, no, like this is this we're good here. This is a first world country. Like it just people are super relaxed. Um, that was I think that there's a lot of surfers who have been confused by that. Be like, oh, this, because I went to Costa Rica once and I ate in a plastic chair. And so that must mean it's, it's third world, but no, no, it's not. It's a fucking, it's paradise, it seems. And there's incredible waves. I would not want to paddle race anybody there. I would get lit up. So don't want to do that, but I would love to visit one day. And this made that desire even stronger. The floater. Relevant roof ride or unflushable turd? Paul, as I understand, you are a floater survivor. Um, can you talk about your traumatic experience that you endured and how Stephen Bell relates yeah, to Yeah, I've been on a healing journey since I had one, I had one stitch in the corner of my mouth yeah. um, from my floater injury. I hurt myself. Um, I was we all process pick... trauma differently. Paul. Yeah, I was going to pick up a board. Um, so I went to the surfboard factory while I was there. I had the injury. Everyone agreed I needed to go and get stitches, although they were wrong because I only needed one. But yeah, they all, they all said, oh. Yeah, that's technically Belly was wrong. He said, it, he, he pluralized it, not you. I told him I was in a floater and they all just went, oh, like, no, don't, no one does floaters. Like, like, they all knew about this secret, this thing that you don't do floaters. And then I, obviously, because my face hurt, and I was like, oh, fuck, why didn't I know about this? And then... And then I just few, heard a few things about floaters. I think, I think I had Danny Johnson say something on one of the stab things about like c- competitive surfing's least favorite move or something. Just a few things came up around the time, and I really started to notice all this all this floater hate. So um, yes, I wrote a story about it. Um, are they are they shit? Are they okay? Why are they dangerous? And sort of the the effect it's had on surfing. And um, it's had quite a, quite a good reception on on the on the insta I saw today on stab. Um, mainly from people pointing out the ones that um, weren't mentioned, but um, <laughs> glaring omissions. But yeah, such as well, I think people were mainly talking about the on on social. There were there were there were some notable floaters on there. There's Kelly one, Kelly's one from Campaign Two. There was some mm. Andy um, stuff. There was a Mason Ho one. There's one foot ones. Um, but I, I, then obviously a couple of people did point out the ones I, I'd missed in. And some of the inaccuracies in the article but actually i called up shane haran he invented the floaters so i called him and talked to him about i did not know that that was great yeah i um yeah he he invented because there was a rock basically where he, where he where he's from bronte apparently it's a rock half through the wave and he invented the move to go over the rock um so it's kind of like a it was a there's a solution to a kind of geology problem essentially so i talked to him first and asked him about the floater and then i yeah um just examined some different sort of chapters of, of floating history but the general consensus seems to be everyone's cool with them now because, yeah, because Medina did one at 
sunset, a massive one, and like what well, you nearly just mentioned, you got like Chumbo does floaters of Nazare, or you got to get get Naz in, but yeah, um, you get it, in, yeah, lots, yeah, lo- yeah, lots of people do cute, like mad, big, um, crazy ones, and and a lot of people have a lot of passion for the floater, and I'm pretty happy about that because yeah, I um. I don't know, it just seems, it seems like it's been around for quite a long time. There's not many things around from that era. I think Sean said it was 12 or 13. So if that's the, that would be the early 70s. So like what's still around in surfing? Like, I mean, people aren't even really sort of tube riding then, were they? Early 70s, maybe just about a bit. But like, they hadn't really invented sort of pumping in the tube yet, had they? So sort of tube riders as they're known today hadn't been invented people maybe that guess people were doing like calves but other than that the floaters endured all that time everything else they were doing then is is gone what else were they doing that went away kicking their own feet or something well just well just this weird sort of going up the wave and going back down again people don't really do that anymore do they just kind of seen the last tour and martin edit (laughs) yeah fair fair, fair, well played fair enough um but just this general i don't know doing where they stood with their feet on the board and just lots, lots of stuff of that era. I, I just thought it's quite enduring, the floater. Um, I'm, it might it might be called the float now. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Mm. Quick float. Yeah. It's like a float now, which I and I looked into maybe the name was maybe part of the reason why some people were were pissed off with the floater because the name's quite unusual for a surf move. Um, yeah, it's better than club sandwich. It's a lot better than it's a lot better than club sandwich. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So floaters, people like them. Some people used to not like them, but maybe when it was Adriano doing them, and now everyone seems they're defending them again. I think what I might have done here is sort of stirred an angry mob against uh, an enemy that doesn't exist. <laughs> so I've kind of I've turned the I've turned the sort of floater defenders against the people coming for the floater yeah. who aren't real. So oh, there's media and. Yeah. 2023 isn't it yeah exactly but i i had a yeah i had fun with that one it was cool um you wrote one about the air reverse didn't you not so long ago. yeah yeah i did i did probably five years too late but still not too long ago yeah but um i mean let's just go through all the all the turns really well i agree i i thought the floater one was meaningful i mean i still think there are certain especially a heavy section it's i think you're safer above it and under it than like truly committed to floating it like you do one of those ones where like it kind of looks like you're floating it but you can clearly have your way out yeah but, like a committed might come down floater i think you have way more control if you go above that thing or if you're under it you could jump off your board if you're under it you can kind of kick your board away if you're above it but i think a floater is the sketchiest thing you can do on on like a proper like death section i think it's the scariest place you can put yourself on a wave so yeah you can't really bail can you just there's no way really yeah you're just, you're just fucked mm, yeah yeah dangerous uh, i mean just being dangerous make it good though isn't that like big waves in a you're the one who comments nazare yeah but i think there's something lot of inherent beauty isn't there to the big waves or yeah i, I the, the part the part that appeals to me is yeah isn't isn't the bit that that they're that they're dangerous. You might might hurt yourself. I just I like people getting passionate about about surf moves. Mm. Um, you got them revved up. You got them revved up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I yeah. I, 
Sometimes it's sort of co- it's coded criticism as well, isn't it? I think maybe the Adriano thing, it was kind of a way of saying something else. That whole, it was like a proxy war. The sort of floater was the kind of, was the thing they put up that they were, but they're really, it was sort of a bit of a thing against the rise of, of Adriano. And I think there's an element of that in there. I watched the, the floater gate that, 2011 i watched that the ways i couldn't even i can't even remember if i saw him the first time around i remember i remember it, the thing the, the sort of shit storm but when i watched it back and i watched owens ways i had real trouble getting any any kind of emotion either way i just i, I don't know what that score was i don't know what that score was and quite frankly fucking who cares i just there was yeah i really i really had trouble having a strong opinion either way and I don't know what was better. I just, I don't know. I just, I just really liked it when Adriano um, blew up when he got the, he got the score back on the beach. I think they should make them come in after every wave and get the score back on the beach because I love it when the camera's right in their face. Oh, it is great when it, it's so good. It lines up like that. Yeah, so that that was the that was the the end of Floater Gate. Adriano getting the score. Um, mm. Well, you did write one cool. about the short arm full a while back that I think has aged quite well. I think I I see more and more of them now. I really do think that they're going to come. I would be... Well, it aged badly then, because I was, I was against them, so obviously... Yeah, but at least you called out that it's a weird niche. Right. I think with the whole 90s thing, I guess we're in the early 2000s, not started like 90s, just graphics returning, and now I think we're in the... Yeah. The, I still don't want to say not, it just doesn't feel right. Can you say that? Not, do you say that? In real life? No. Like you're saying early 2000s? Noughties. Yeah. yeah. You say it just normally. The noughties. Yeah. I mean... Really? Yeah. That just feels weird to me. The early noughties. Yeah. Early 2000s for me. Anyway, I think they're coming back. I know you're pretty much writing them off, but uh, you you called out that they still exist. And I think that was enough to just remind people, be like, you know what? <laughs> like, just like someone was like, hey, you know they used to be graphics where they took the sun and then just put a bunch of weird fucking tribal shit around it and they were like yeah that's funny for a bit you brought it back into the collective consciousness i think and now i would say you're gonna see a ton of those next summer that's a bit you'll see yeah do some go and see people floating sections in those things it's gonna be all your fault big floaters in the long arm spring yeah bring it on that's where we're going but first we're going to advanced bite masters let's talk about that Well, Paul, let's wrap by talking about the Vans Pipe Masters coming up, but a few more things to call out. We have Best Wetsuits dropping November 11th. Uh, I did that this year. I was a test pilot along with Laura Crane, who was fucking awesome. Best Long Arm Springs. And yeah, it was only Long Arm Springs with booties, so it was like a really cool, we just wanted to go after a different look that we thought would sell really good in like the River Wave in Munich, so uh, we're really excited to drop that. That is December 11th, I may have said November before, December 11th, it's coming in uh, 10 days from when we're speaking. So that's coming up, we've also got a Grayson Henricks or Heinrichs or something edit on the site right now. That is also a stab out of the year entry. He won an ISA title. He's a world champ. We got a world champ stab out of the year entry. So go check that out. And then keep your eyes on the Vans Pipeline Masters. The waiting period starts on December 8th and extends the 20th. It's that classic waiting period. You know that. 8th, 20th. You're there. You're at Pipe. 
So what that means is next Friday, it'll be on, maybe. The forecast says that eh, Friday doesn't look great, but as we had some fun with last week, it's hard to believe forecasts this far out. That said, it does look like there's waves coming. It does look like a pretty solid swell. Looks like maybe six, eight foot backs on the ninth based off of the look I had an hour before recording. Don't judge me when that is maybe a little bit wrong because we all know how surf forecasts work this far out. You've got everybody from Russell Bjarke and Sean Manners who we talked about this episode. I think, do you think Sean will be riding some of the boards that he found in the East? Paul, you think he'll? If he's not, if he's not riding the Ryan Lovelace rabbits for, I'm going to be extremely, there's someone, someone's getting fired around here. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to need your badges because somebody's getting fired around here. Um, yeah. I hope he. I hope he experiments. I got a feeling. I got a feeling he won't. But <laughs> you just have a hunch. Who else do you like in the draw? I like just the people like that. Just I thought it was interesting that there are two people that we highlighted this week competing against people like Kala Grace from there, more of an underground guy. To Seth Moniz, less of an underground guy, but somebody who knows that wave quite well. You have Jamie O'Brien in there, Nathan Florence. It's it's a crazy mix, um, and then a few. Females to call out: Aaron Brooks, Bethany Hamilton, Moana Jones Wong. It's uh, it's just a wild collective of people that will be competing there for a four. Yeah, Frankie Hara. She's fucking sick. I really like her tube style. The the edit which is in Tahiti. That's mental. She's really good. Kira Pinkerton, absolutely charges as well. I think I think she could do really good. I like those two from the women. Yeah, I called her out last up four twenty thousand dollar prize purse what do you think of that 400 420 do you like the number it's a lot of cash um you're you're making a reference to um smoking marijuana i think yeah 420 um <laughs> i just think it's a nice number um isn't it no elimination as well the format's different isn't it the format is absolutely different paul i'm happy you asked the format's different no elimination is cool i like the field is like you mentioned a lot of those wines and then just some people from all over um kodo Ilumbe from Indonesia stroke the Basque country. What a combo! Yeah, his dad was the his dad runs a King Millennium. His dad's from uh, Ondaribia, the town here. Um, Potty, yeah, I've, I've been on his boat. His um his dad's a legend, and so he's got a sort of a backstage pass to the sort of world's best ways. He grew up on Bali. He's months from Java. So he's like Basque, Indonesian. He's in it. He's like seventeen or something. He's young. Um, he's he's you know people like him that you know nothing about. How many Basque um, Indonesians do you think there are? Not, not, not loads. Um, Sherry Fall from Senegal, tallest surfer in the draw, Buck. Um, six for six. I've been doing a bit of search actually for this. Um, just gonna like to help out the sort of the staff team. Um, I think there's loads of interesting people in in the draw. And, and the one question I also would have for you is, is we're going to see Craig Anderson? You don't see him competing a lot. If he were to win the Vance Pipe Masters, do you think that? Where would that rank in the the library of achievement, the, the HS library of achievement? I think the competitive surf section, it'd have to fall into that. And I think that would be, it wouldn't be the primary floor. It'd be kind of tucked back there. It'd be competitive surf achievements. And um, so it'd be there, but I don't think it would be as, it's mostly been non-comp. So yeah. Are you, are you going to the Vans Pipe Masters? I am not. Are you? No, neither of us. Wow. No Nike 6.0 money anymore, huh? Fuck. That's sad, isn't it? Didn't you go last year, though? I went two years ago for the Digital Triple Crown. 
Sorry, are we still are we still recording? Sorry, yeah. that just took it a little bit chatty. Um, I'm I'm excited about it. When is it? Starts the eighth. It's the eighth. There's going to be the classic December Pipe Masters window. There's a broadcast um, with like a lot of local crews. I'm kind of looking forward to a lot of their insights as well. Different sort of feel to it. Ah, as a broadcast man yourself, you're looking forward to. Yeah, I, I always feel Hawaii is the sort of natural home of the of a live stream. Um, it's the best place to, I think, to watch a watch a webcast from. Partly because the it's time of year, it's always winter here, so it's just so nice. Mm. And I love the, I like the, t- I like the time zone difference. So you get into bed here, and it's just that morning over there, and it's all just looks all kind of tropical and palm tree and blue and delightful. So yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, well, you don't have to wait too long, Paul. By Friday, we could be on. All right, no surfs in. Do better, everybody, and do the video. You know the rules. You know what to do. Um, if you want to support this program, be sure to unfollow on all of your apps and unsubscribe from Snap Premium. Thank you. Bye.